Welcome to the Together We Care podcast with Jay Richters, where we talk about everything to do with care in Australia today. We are going to provide you with industry updates, interviews with carers, support workers and coordinators. Generally, the Together We Care podcast has been designed with you in mind. We would love you to hit the subscribe button and join us so you can continually stay up to date with what's happening in the industry today. So here we go. So today we are talking about the next generation of care. And what do I mean by this? So for so many years when I was working in, uh, you know, the employee-employer relationship, I used to get so frustrated with all the red tape, all the policies and procedures that used to prevent me from actually delivering high-quality care. Now, a lot of people actually, whilst they're in the thick of that, they don't even realize what's actually going on. So for instance, there's policies in a lot of workplaces where you're not allowed to actually hug your clients, right? You're not actually allowed to hug them. So do you know what? That is preventing real care because when someone cares for you, what do they do? They give you a beautiful, loving hug, right? So There are so many situations just like that one out there in today's workforce where people literally are being stopped and blocked from actually providing genuine, tender, loving care. And you know what? A couple of years ago, I had absolutely hit the wall and I just went, you know what? No more. I can't deal with this anymore. I can't deal with all these stupid policies and procedures and red tape that are literally preventing us from having strong bonds and strong connections with our clients. Now, I'm going to make a really bold statement right now. I've figured out why they do this. Guess why they do it? Can you figure it out? Well, I'm going to tell you. My thought is this. If you're turning around and you're loving on your clients and you're hugging them and you are building a really strong tender, loving connection with your clients, well, guess what? If you decide to leave that, uh, if you decide to leave that employer and go and work somewhere else because you've got a whole heap of um, people in the office that uh, are really nasty towards you or, you know, someone in the rostering department keeps giving you all the really difficult clients just because you had one sick day in the last three months um, and made their job a little bit more difficult, Um, There is so much revenge out there that goes on in these care offices. And I'm sorry, ladies, but I'm just going to have to say this as well. When you are in a female-dominated workplace, there's a hell of a lot of hormones going on, right? So there's, um, you know, the younger younger generation, when they're spending a lot of time together in the offices, um, we all know that their their monthly cycles can um, at times... Um, become in sync with each other, and that's just a normal, natural, uh, a normal, natural um, occurrence because of, you know, I don't really need to tell you guys the reasons why, but obviously you can figure it out. But then on the other end of the spectrum, the women that are hitting that sort of, you know, 45, 50 year old period, well, their hormones are raging too, but not because they're fertile, but because they're actually beginning to start to slide into the menopausal state. Now I am not, <laughs> I am not telling you guys this 
um, to be sexist or, or anything like that. It is just what I have witnessed firsthand in working in numerous female-dominated workplaces. So one of the workplaces that I worked in, there would have been about 70 women and probably about five men in the office, okay? And um, you know what? You could tell when it was, uh, you could literally tell, um, you literally could tell that, um, you know, certain people were um, hormonal at certain times of the month. You could literally just tell and you could almost, I could almost set a calendar by it. Um, and in the end, you guys, this is really funny, but I used to actually plan my sick days to be out of the office on a specific day of the month because the two women that I was working with were absolute horrendous, and I mean horrendously nasty, on this specific day of the month. And you know what? I'm Again, I'm not saying this to be nasty. I'm just um, I'm speaking a truth and I'm also speaking a fact because we all, you know, ladies, you've probably all had those instances where, you know, your cycle has actually changed because you're actually associating with a large group of women. And it is a normal, natural thing. It's nothing for us to get upset about um, because it is actually a normal, uh, a natural part of the human condition. Um, so... What I wanted to talk to you guys about today on the Together We Care podcast is the next generation of care is coming because I have seen and witnessed and experienced over the past two years, the next generation of care. And what I'm about to tell you is quite revolutionary and a lot of people are going to be still stuck in that old mentality, that old framework of get up, go to work for an employer, do, a, do an average job come home, get paid a mere pittance and be miserable. So what I'm going to tell you guys is that there is a way for you to escape all of that. There is a way for you to escape that um, that low pay. There is a way for you to turn around and go out and make a real difference in the lives of the clients that you're working with, right? And what I'm about to share with you is super duper exciting because I'm going to show you the top five things that majority of people out there that are employees do not understand. So number one is how your employment contract can actually be breaking the law. Uh, number two is how clients have actually got more rights than your employer. Number three, how up until now, the disabled have had more rights than our aged in this country. Number four is why now is the best time to be in this uh, sector or industry. I hate calling it an industry because it sounds like it's such a, um, you know, industry is usually <laughs> about, uh, you know, building cars or, or, or building buildings or, or whatever. But it is actually called an industry. But I hate that word because it's actually, you know, it's uh, it just sort of sterilizes it and makes it... Um, and just, yeah, it doesn't put a really nice connotation into the mind. So I like to call it a sector, um, but a lot of people do call the um, care business and industry. And then number five is how you can actually take a slice of this pie and make a real difference. So I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit of a story about um, what happened to me a number of years ago. So I was working in, um, I was working for a not-for-profit organization, okay, in the care business. 
And I have to choose my words very carefully because I know that these people, <laughs> these people tune in and listen to exactly what I'm saying and they are waiting for me to slip up so that they can actually turn around and stop me from doing what I'm doing. But guess what, guys? I'm smarter than that. <laughs> I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I am smarter than they are because they thought that they could outsmart me. And however, once this situation had happened, I went, well, I know who you are now and I can see straight through you people. And um, yes, so what happened? I was working for a, uh, a not-for-profit organization in the care business and um, was experiencing severe, and I mean severe bullying to the point where I was having anxiety attacks on the way to work. I was calling in sick. Um, I would do anything and everything to be on the road, out of the office, away from this horrendous, horrendous woman who stepped up into a, a different role, right? And I actually came in and um, took the role that she used to have. Now, what happens in the care business when this happens is you get people that think that just because they've done the role that they know best. Now, what was really funny is this woman had absolutely no home care package experience whatsoever. And she had been working in that, um, in that role for around about six months. And yeah, she may have signed up a couple of clients, but she wasn't experienced in the home care package sector like I was. I mean, for goodness sakes, I was in South Australia, the pilot state for consumer directed care and, um, and was a carer, moved into an assistant coordinator position within a couple of months. And I did a Cert 3, a Cert 4 and an advanced diploma in community sector management whilst I was down in South Australia. And I did all of this in, within about 18 months. So I then stepped into her role. She then moved into a different role, which um, I later found out after moving to another office that uh, we were actually on the same level. So she wasn't my manager. <laughs> I wasn't her manager. But I tell you what, she certainly thought she was uh, my uh, manager. She was very dictatorial. Uh, she used to tell me that the way that I was operating things wasn't the right way. And it's like, sweetheart, if you had any idea what experience and skill I had, you would literally zip your mouth up because seriously, you have got no idea. So some of the stuff that she was doing when I walked in there um, and looked at her care plans and her coordination was just out of control. Um, so I ended up speaking to the state manager of the business and was like, you know what? If she doesn't go, I'm going and you're going to lose all of this skill and experience that I have. So they scrambled around and went, well, let's go and start the care office in, um, you know, another part of Brisbane. So they already had a satellite office there, but they had not broke into the care market in that specific office. So off I toddled. I was only at that other office for about three months whilst all that bullying and stuff was going on. Um... I was then moved to the north side of Brisbane and was given the opportunity to basically start the care sector in that section of the business, in that satellite office from the ground up. So what happened was within about nine months, we had 275 clients. We had 16 staff and we were turning over a huge, huge, huge profit um, in a really, really short amount of time. So I'm talking nine months. Now, I had a few staff members in my office and um, and this uh, big state manager decided to walk in and asked everybody in the office to leave because she needed to have a conversation with myself. 
Now you can imagine what I was thinking at this point. I'm going, oh, here we go. What have I done? What have I done wrong? Why do we always think we've done something wrong, right? Um, so I was sitting there thinking, I've done something wrong. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get a warning or something. But I'm thinking, well, what? What have I done? I haven't done anything bad. Um, all I can see myself have done is um, really create a really strong foundation for care on the north side of Brisbane. So what ended up happening was she came in and she said to me, it was probably May, I think it was about May, and she turned around and said to me, Jay, I need you to forge visits in the system and utilise the rest of the uh, community visitor scheme funding because we haven't actually spent it, right, and we're wanting to apply for the next round of funding. So... I had already been um, I had already been advised by that manager to um, to go out and have coffee with one of my clients, right, and put that um, hour coffee down as this specific uh, type of funding. So that specific program was supposed to be run by volunteers, and those volunteers were supposed to be going out and having coffee, but. Um, this specific organization was a volunteer-based organization, yet they had no volunteers to go and do this community visitor stuff. So I was actually going out for an hour a week having coffee with one of my um, home care package clients, and they were dodgily putting that funding through as community visitor scheme. So that in itself used to drive me absolutely up the wall. But when she told me that she was wanted me to forge visits in the system, I was just like, no, sorry, can't do this. Um, I said, oh, yep, no worries, okay. And I went home and I had a breakdown. I literally broke down, I cried, I was rocking backwards and forwards. My whole entire career had come falling down purely because of the fact that she wanted me to do something that was highly unethical and not only unethical, downright illegal. I mean, it's fraud, it's theft, it's misappropriation of government funding. And I knew in my heart and soul that there was no way that this was the kind of organization that I could work for. So I went to my GP. I told him exactly what had happened. I had two weeks off of stress leave uh, on full pay. And um, during that time, I made the decision that, you know what, there is no way in hell that I can go back into that office and work for these dodgy, dodgy people. I just couldn't do it. I... Um, yeah, and it broke my heart because you know what? I had built this um I had built this care office from the ground up with very, very little support from this um specific manager, right? Um, and they were paying me absolute peanuts to do this job as well, right? So I turned around and was like, you know what? No, nah, I can't do it. I literally cannot do this. It's breaking my heart. I am not gonna do this. I'm not gonna go against my personal values and morals and standards just to please my employer. So you guess what? I made a decision right then and there, enough was enough. And I typed out my letter of resignation. And I tell you what, guys, I am very, very crafty <laughs> with my words. Um, and I'm pretty sure when they got my letter of resignation, they were all packing it because I had um, no evidence, no evidence to support going to uh, the commissioner and actually putting in a formal complaint about them. However, I did have evidence that I could have actually gone to Fair Work Australia and um, and went through a whole process with them. But you know what? I decided pff, these people are that bloody dodgy. 
they will stop at absolutely nothing to get their way and ensure that their back pockets are continually lined. So my specific belief around this was that this manager was attempting to do all of this, apply for more funding so that she would get a big fat bonus at the end of the year for her high performance. But guess what? Her high performance was an absolute scam because if she was doing dodgy crap like this, right, just in this one sector, what else was this woman doing? Yeah. And you know what, guys? I'm really starting to believe that all of this stuff is so rife in the industry I'm really starting to believe that this isn't an uncommon practice and it isn't an uncommon uh, occurrence. And I'm probably pretty damn sure that this is happening in the largest not-for-profits in this country as well. So what did I do? I quit my job. I left. And within about two weeks, I I was inundated with phone calls from the staff members that were working there saying how miserable they were. I was inundated by phone calls by clients, right, that had somehow sourced my phone number and um, and turned around and actually decided that they wanted to uh, they wanted me to still be their care coordinator um, and work with them. So uh, I found a way. <laughs> I literally and legitimately found a way, um, and it wasn't easy at the start um, because there was a lot of stuff that I had to do. Um, to ensure that I set myself up for success. And you know what? When I looked back at the past, you know, nine months of working for this organization, I went, holy moly, look what I've achieved. And this is the thing that I want you guys to start to realize is that I want you guys to realize that the outcomes that are happening for your clients are happening because of you. They are not happening because of the provider or your employer. They happen because of the loving, tender care that you give your clients each and every single day, right? So automatically what happened was I had about probably, oh, maybe 25 to 30% of the staff and also clients all decided to jump ship and um, come and work with myself. So overnight, I had this um, this care business that... Um, that happened purely because of the beautiful relationships that I had created whilst I was employed with this business. Now, did they get upset? Oh, my wordy lordy, yes, they did. They sure did. They sent me legal letters of cease and desist. They were sending me emails saying that, uh, you know, making up more BS about stuff to try and threaten and intimidate me. And I, I just went, you know what? I took the letters off to my lawyer and they had a look and they had a look at my employment contracts and they had a look at all of this stuff and they went, you know what, they don't have a leg to stand on, mate. You go off and you do exactly what it is that you're doing and do it well and these people will not be able to touch you. So that's exactly what I did. I immediately went from being a resigned employee to owning a care business that I was running successfully on my own with the support of a few staff literally overnight within about a two or three week period i had this business set up and it was cranking from the ground up and um i have been running that ever since and it's been two absolutely incredibly beautiful years and um what i've decided is it's time to start um to share this information with you people uh so that you too if you want to you too can actually step out and step up and start living the life that you truly deserve. Because I'll tell you something right now, I used to work 45, 50 hours a week, 
okay, and um, and get paid mere pittance. And um, I then went to working around about 20 hours a week and um, often more than doubled my income. Often uh, some months I'd even triple my income. But it wasn't about the money for me, you guys, because at the end of the day, if you know me um, on a personal level, you will realize that I am the least materialistic person on the planet. I do not give a crap about brand names. I don't give a crap about, you know, looking a certain way. Um, I don't spend a lot of money on unnecessary items. I'm all about experiences and um, and money is just, you know, money is just a something. It's energy and it's something that we use to, to, to live and survive and to thrive. Um, but it was never about the money for me. It was always about the impact and, and uh, the value that I could provide my beautiful, incredible clients and also the staff that were working for me. Because you know what? They went from earning like anywhere from $25 to $29 an hour right up to earning $40 per hour. So this was an incredible transformation. And it is my strong, heartfelt belief that this is the way the care industry for our older Australians needs to move towards because it's all too often I see these clients that are in providers getting slugged enormous fees and they're not even getting the care that they want, need, or desire. So this is the Together We Care podcast and um, I would like to invite you all to the next generation of care. It's a free live training that I run every single Wednesday at 9 a.m., and guys, if you are working at that time, do not fear because what we do is we actually record the training and we ensure you get a copy of it sent straight to your email at the end of the training so that if you are working, which a lot of people are in that, at that hour of the morning, you can come home at the end of that day and jump straight into that training and really tap into it and, and look at it and go, you know what? Wow. This is actually, I've got an opportunity here to really make an incredible difference in the lives of my incredible clients. And um, I also have the ability to literally transform my absolute life. So I've put together this free training. Now, the best way for you guys to find access to the link is to actually head straight over to my, uh, my personal profile on Facebook. Okay, so you can just search me. It's uh, My name is Jay Richter. So you just type in J-A-Y space R-I-C-H-T-E-R-S. And as soon as you've gotten to my personal profile, you literally just scroll down and um, you'll see a whole heap of links, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, LinkedIn, and then you'll see my website, jrichters.com. The very next link underneath that is a link tree uh, link. And if you click on that, it will literally take you to my link tree. Uh, there's a link at the top to this podcast. And then the very next link is the free training for those who work in care. So click on that link, pop your details in, register for this free training. It is literally every single Wednesday at 9am. And um, we dive right deep into this about, um, about how the government changes in the aged care sector a number of years ago were actually designed to help you, the support worker or carer. And um, in this webinar, we're also going to show you the changes that were made that can literally affect every single thing in both your life and also the lives of the clients that you are working with. And I'm so super excited to turn around and bring this free training to you. It literally only goes for about 30 to 40 minutes, you guys. So this 30 to 40 minutes, I explain those top five things. So how your employment contract breaks the law, why your clients have got more rights than your employer, 
how up until now the disabled in this country have got more rights than our elders, why now is the best time to be in these, this industry, and also how you can take a slice of this pie and go out and make a real difference and impact. So I want to thank you so very much for listening to the podcast today, and I look forward to seeing you on the free training next Wednesday and every Wednesday. Jump into Facebook, click that Linktree link and register your name and details for that free training. I look forward to bringing this beautiful information to you in the hope that it literally transforms your life and also the lives of the clients you're working with. This is the Together We Care podcast, and I'm Jay Richters. Thank you so much for stopping by. So the Together We Care podcast has been created to assist in the transformation of the Australian care industry so that we can end up helping workers and clients get a far better deal.